1: At Ace, we believe there's nothing better than helping kids. That's why we've been proud to support Children's Miracle Network Hospitals for over 25 years. This Friday through Sunday, get our 5-gallon bucket and 20% off almost anything that fits inside when you donate $5 to support Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. And, like Ace, CMN Hospitals are local, so the money you donate helps kids near you. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Offer valid at participating stores on regular price merchandise only. Additional conditions and exclusions apply. See store for details.
2: Welcome everyone to episode 168 of the NBA podcast. I'm Brian Teporek and today to combat the August lulls in the NBA season, we're going to pick every over under in the Western Conference. Before we get underway, a reminder you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. In our bio, you can find our Twitter handles, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe download leave some five-star reviews we'd love any feedback and we're now being hosted on the almighty baller podcast network so check them out on twitter at almighty casts joining me today as always is my very stable genius of a co-host morton jensen
1: how's it going mort the heat wave has finally passed and we've had rainy days the drought lasting three months is over
2: hallelujah I'm happy yeah I'm happy Brian that's so I'm good. really happy I'm glad yeah. to hear that for you I think you your weather came over here now because it's hot as all hell in Nashville
1: oh I I feel bad for you because that this was three months I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something absolutely insane because we live in Scandinavia or I live in Scandinavia you know we, we usually never have droughts mm. so a three-month drought had some some unforeseen consequences like the foundation of houses of some houses started cracking wow like because because the entire foundation was just like not accustomed to not getting some type of water intake oh my gosh so like everything just started cracking <laughs> that's not great yeah that's not great and, and i'm kind of thinking yeah it's only gonna get worse from here and then i had to log on to facebook and see a lot of people go oh well that's just that coincidence there's no such thing as climate change and i just felt like i wanted to kill myself
2: well that's a chinese hoax didn't you know
1: Oh, of course it is. Right. That's true. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, so there's no big NBA news as of late because it's the middle of August. We're going to start with our division previews in a couple weeks. But before we do that, we're going to do over-unders because Vegas released their lines for every team uh, about a week or two ago. Mm. So we're going to do the Western Conference today. We're going to do the Eastern Conference next episode. We also have our league pass rankings, our annual league pass rankings we're going to ha- hopefully have a very special guest for that one so keep an eye out for that later in the month but today let's start with the western conference we're going to just go through every team alphabetically uh yeah. use the lines i think it's from the las vegas westgate Superbook or whatever it's called um we're going to give our picks some of these we feel more strongly about than others so don't necessarily listen to this podcast and then go to vegas or whichever state you're in if they've legalized sports betting don't don't take these picks as gospel because some of them you know, some of them Vegas did a really good job on and the lines are like pretty close to where we think the teams are going to finish and then some of them we do feel strongly about so we'll right as we talk through through each one of these lines we'll give our opinions and why we're picking the way we do and then say whether we feel strongly about it not strongly so on and so forth
1: Right. And if you go to Vegas based on our analysis and you win a shit ton of money, you send 10% I mean, It's just fair. It's only fair. That's true. It's only fair. By the way, did you just tease a guest we haven't confirmed? That's very unlike you. I know.
2: I did. Well, we we mostly confirmed it. We're just we need to find a date that works. But Mm. uh, it'll be in uh, a week or two, most likely, because we're going to have these over under pods first.
1: I just like it. There's a little bit more, like, a swagger to you because usually you're so secure in your way. Like, we have to get this thing locked down before we advertise about it. Everything. And now you're like, no, no, no. We'll, we'll see. That's we'll true. see. You're kind of a maverick playing by your own rules right now. I like it
2: has turned me into YOLO, basically.
1: <laughs> Been there. <Yeah. laughs> Been there.
2: Yep. All right. So let's start at the top of the Western Conference, the Dallas Mavericks. The line is 34.5 wins. So just uh, to let people know how these work, if we say the over, that means we're picking them to have at least 35 wins. The under would mean 34 or fewer. So right, where do you stand with the Mavs, more over or under?
1: I mean, I, I think slightly under, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. <laughs> um, but but I will say I I also wouldn't be surprised if they ended up at exactly 34 wins. Yeah. Like, I think Vegas kind of had a good one right there. Yeah, I
2: totally agree. I was like, when I was initially filling out my picks, I had them as an under because I looked, you know, last season they were what, like, they had 24 wins. You could pretty easily see it another season where they finished, like, high 20s, low 30s. But then I was like, oh, wait, but they did get DeAndre Jordan, and I think that will make Pretty big difference. Not to mention, of course, Luka Doncic as well.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say that was the first (laughs) go-to name. You well, that's not the best player they got this year. Right?
2: I totally. I mean, I like remember they got Doncic. I totally spaced on DeAndre Jordan for whatever reason. Maybe because I thought it was 2015 and he like (laughs) reneged on them again. But then you know, I mean, I think having that type of interior presence is really going to help Dennis Smith Jr. Especially, he's also you know rookie point guards tend to struggle um he's not a rookie anymore so he's going to have a year of experience having a pick and roll big and deandre is going to be good i don't know what we get out of Doncic, but just because of his international experience i think he's going to be more nba ready than a typical rookie so i think he'll contribute more in terms of winning right away
1: oh yeah like like, let's just take a minute and talk about that like let's just right off the bat he is by far the most nba ready rookie in this class right like i don't know why i'm seeing like a lot of tweets about oh he'll struggle the first couple years no he this kid is not like going to be a long-term project right 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 (laughs) he's he's ready yeah
2: he's been playing against pros for years now not in the nba but he's like i mean he has faced nba players and he's played with nba players like He's ready to make an impact right away. Oh yeah. And then it's also Dirk Nowitzki's probably his last season. I mean, I think it's safe to make that prediction. So I it feels When you're fifty
1: six, it better be. Yeah. You
2: know. <laughs> so it feels wrong to you know, I I don't feel strongly about picking the over here, but I did go slightly over just because I don't wanna see Dirk go out like that. I wanna I don't think they make the playoffs, but I, I, I hope they finish with like thirty seven. Oh,
1: I like that. Something. I, I like that you take you're taking the emotional angle here. Yeah, you know you know what? Here's the thing: we we kind of skip over emotions when we do predictions and stuff like that. But I kind of think that f- in this particular instance, emotions might actually carry some weight because if everyone knows that this is Dirk's last season, I have a feeling everyone is going to be like, let's let's win one from the, for, for the keeper, right, right? Right. Like, let's just. Let's get to the playoffs by any means necessary. Exactly. And with with Doncic being so NBA ready with DeAndre there with Dennis Smith Jr. likely having a much better season uh, and he didn't have a bad rookie season, like, but he will probably improve upon that. Mm -hmm. Like it's not out of the realm of possibility. They get a playoff spot. it's unlikely. Right. I don't necessarily think it will happen, but I'm not ruling it out in its entirety. Mm.
2: Yeah. I'm not either. I mean, I, If they were in the Eastern Conference, I'd think they were right in the mix for that number eight seed. Oh, yeah. It's just the West is going to be so tough this year. It would be really difficult for them to make the playoffs. That said, I I, I think somewhere in the mid-30s feels right. I think you're right. Vegas did a pretty good job with this line. I don't feel strongly about it either way. But if I had to pick, it would be the over. Mm. The Denver Nuggets are at 47.5. Another one I... I feel like Vegas did a pretty good job here. But which way do you lean?
1: Over. Interesting. Over. I mean, look, Paul Millsap missed. Oh, God, how many games? Yeah, like 30. I don't remember. 30 plus. It, I think it was more, right?
2: Yeah, I think. Let's see.
1: It was... Wasn't it in, like in the 50s? 34. No. Oh, he 44. Okay. 44. Yeah. Okay, very close. Yeah. Like, yeah, getting him back for a full season getting Isaiah Thomas off the bench,
2: mm-hmm.
1: having Nikola Jokic and Gary Harris and Jamal Murray with one more year of experience under their belts. I mean, I I would be shocked if they don't crack 50.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I picked the under here, and it's not a reflection of how I feel about Denver as a team because I think they're very good. Uh, their depth feels a little flimsy to me. Like, I love their starting five and i love isaiah thomas Mm -hmm. as their sixth man but outside of that like who do you feel good about on their bench
1: trey lyles man
2: so if like Millsap goes down you feel like trey lyles is just gonna slide in and they're not gonna miss a beat
1: well uh, that's that's a pretty uh, i mean no they're, they're gonna miss a beat but i think he's a lot better than people give him credit for that's fair and I think he'll hold his own, like, against second unit. I think he's closer to being a starter, like, a, a regular season starter, than he is, like, some type of end-of-bench player. Mm. Like, I think he's sort of a pseudo-starter at this point. Yeah. Mm. And they also have have Juan Hernan Gomez mm-hmm. coming off the bench, who didn't see a hell of a lot of minutes, but should get more minutes with Michael Porter not playing. Right. Yeah. So I, And Malik Beasley entering his if i'm not mistaken this is his third 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 year yeah Yeah. i wouldn't be surprised to see him make some noise i kind of like their depth actually it's it's a little bit on the radar and they haven't produced a whole lot Mm -hmm. but i think they have the makeup to do so
2: i could see that i mean again i like their starting five i have no questions with i think i liked will barton as a sixth man more than i do as a starter So I, you know, I liked having that Wilson Chandler, even though he didn't play well last season, I just liked Mm. having him as like a low usage. Ideally, he would have been a little bit better of a three-point shooter, but he still shot almost 36%. But you just, you know, Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, Paul Millsap, Nikola Jokic, they all need their touches. I feel like moving Barton into the starting lineup, as they reportedly plan to do, I just don't know that there are enough touches to go around, and then... You know, the balance just feels a little off to me, I guess, is the way I would say yeah. it. But, like, I, I, I respect – I mean, Jamal Murray and Gary Harris, I need to write about it soon. Like, they're – both of them are going to be stars if they are. I'm like, Gary Harris is already there. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like – but we when we talk about, like, the be- best backcourts in the NBA, those guys are going to be there very soon.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, maybe even this season. Yeah. But here's the thing, regarding your point about touches – I think for one team in particular, like that's on the bubble mm-hmm. of being a contender because right now I I think we both agree that Denver is a playoff team. Like yeah. they're just too good to not be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. So they're but they're still that one maybe one spot away from being like a championship contender. Right. But outside of championship contenders, that's the one team I don't worry about when it comes to like touches. Mm. Like this is an extremely unselfish ball club. Yeah. That's true. From from every position, like you, even you know, people were starting to crap on both Gary Harris and Jamal Murray for having low assist counts, mm-hmm. but like that's that just doesn't paint any in any way the correct picture of what's happening on the court.
2: Right. Yeah. Oh no, not at all. I mean, because like you you want to run your offense through Jokic and Paul Millsap's a really good passer too. Like yeah, all of those guys. You you don't have many teams where your two bigs are such good passers. So of course. Murray in particular and then Harris as well. They're not gonna have crazy assist numbers, but just because like you've got so many good passers all in one team, which is fine. And and again, I, I agree with you. They're a playoff team. My underpick here is not saying they're gonna like miss the playoffs and win thirty five games. Like forty six right. or forty seven feels reasonable. It's as I said, Vegas did a good job with this line. Like I think they finish within two to three wins either way of that line
1: i think they're 50 plus and probably closer to 55 wow interesting i'm really high on denver this year
2: (laughs) you are with denver like i am with okc as we'll get to later
1: that that is actually a pretty fair comparison yeah yeah Yeah.
2: okay uh golden state warriors 62.5
1: I'm looking at the email you sent over. You have them as under? Yeah. Explain yourself, sir.
2: I just don't think they give a shit about the regular season. They had 58 last year. They're not going to rush Boogie back. They don't care. They're going to rest a lot of guys, especially late in the year. Like they, I... But
1: even with the new like resting rules, though?
2: Yeah. They're not going to be on national TV every game. They don't care. All right. They just don't care. No, I, like, I'm
1: I'm gonna buy that argument.
2: Yeah, I, I mean it's it it's not a reflection of their talent. Clearly, they're the best team in the NBA. But I just I think they learned their lesson from the 73 win regular season a couple years ago that it doesn't matter. Save yourself for the playoffs. Rest your you know even if they play their their starters, they're not gonna play them like 38 minutes like Tom Thibodeau would. They're gonna play no, them. No, that's in true. The low 30s. They're going to take a couple L's that they shouldn't because they don't care and they want to preserve their bodies for mid-April.
1: Yeah. I'm just looking at one guy in particular who I expect to become much, much better, who was already good in the first place. Jordan Jordan Bell. Bell. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. I have a feeling like when you take some of those guys out of the equation, like if Draymond sits or KD sits, like this dude could actually win you a ballgame or two. Yeah. Or at the very least, he'll keep you in games, and then by sheer talent level, they'll win. I mean, I'm. I can see your argument. I think I'm still. I'm still over. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying like they're gonna win seventy. Right.
2: Right. And that's fair.
1: But I think sixty-five, like Houston had last year, I think could be a a, a pretty fair estimate.
2: Yeah, I mean, they won. Since Steve Kerr took over, they were 67 in 2014-50, 73 in 2015-16, 67 again in 2016-17. 58 last year was the fewest they've won since Steve Kerr took over. And then, you know, Curry missed 20-some, get 30 games. KD missed 14. Clay and Draymond missed a couple each. Like, Iggy was hurt a little bit. They dealt with a lot of injuries, so it's mm-hmm. it's fair to say... 65 is basically i don't want to say their floor but you know it's fair to say that's a reasonable expectation for them i just to me i think they just don't care like they no, well,
1: probably but then when boogie does return yeah that's like true. are they gonna go on a 30 win games for a 30 game winning streak i mean like i, I could realistically mm-hmm. see a scenario wherein they just don't lose more than a couple of games after he returns. Yeah, because then he would need to play right. to get like his reps in and like get his experience up with those guys and get the chemistry right. Yeah, and that's just going to be insane. You're you're going to see lineups with Boogie, Dre, Katie, Clay, and Steph. And if those guys just get like ten or fifteen minutes a game, mm-hmm. I, that plus minus is going to be insane.
2: Yeah, I think that's when they turn it on is when Boogie does come back because they know they need to get chemistry with him. But I think yep. those first couple months, they're just going to half-ass their way through. And just because That's fair. Just because the West is so much better now, like they could do that last year and the only team they had to worry about was Houston. But now the West is so much better. If they do that again, they're going to get their brains beaten in a couple times.
1: I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Yeah. I'll buy it. I, I see your argument. I... It just seems so low when you look at the roster.
2: I know. I agree. I don't feel good. At, I don't feel good about any of the picks so far. The next pick, I feel much better about.
1: Then let's go do it. And now an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right.
2: What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well man. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah. Where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's
1: solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff.
0: Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers.
1: Discounts not available in all states or situations.
2: Houston Rockets 54.5.
1: Over. Yeah. Yeah. Way, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Like, they're not going to have, like, an 11-king crop. No.
2: Yeah, right. They won 65 last year. I know, like, they're... Off season has been much maligned because they lost a reason they lost Luke Mbamute James Ennis is underrated D'Anthony Melton mm-hmm. like I don't know how much he's going to play this year but the analytics models loved him all pegged of him not only as a first round pick but some of them pegged him as a top 10 talent in this draft he fell to 46 don't look at he's extremely good yeah like don't look at where he was drafted as a reflection of his talent right he just had weird circumstances surrounding him he missed a year of college Mm Flew into the radar, like revised his shooting stroke, dazzled in summer league. He's really good. I don't like it. And Mello. Right. And Mello, who (laughs) there are conflicting reports as to whether he will be coming off the bench. Adrian Wojnarowski originally reported that and then kind of dialed that back. But there seems to be at least some openness to it. Mike D'Antoni is, you know, talking about this marriage and saying it's not going to be as disastrous as when he was in New York. I'm optimistic that Mello will dial his ego back just like the tiniest bit. If if nothing else, because mm-hmm. his buddy Chris Paul is there, and Chris Paul is going to be yep. like, yo, dickhead, you can't do X, Y, and Z. Like, we won 65 games last year. You are not better than me. You are not better than James Harden. Get in line, know your role, play Olympic Mello style, and we'll win another 60-plus. We'll give the Warriors another real... You know, another real threat.
1: Right. And at the same time, I and I've pounded this point home before, there is a difference in getting fed the ball by Chris Paul and James Harden mm-hmm. and Russell Westbrook. Right. So I, I think we've gone into like the, the ultimate Mellow is underrated territory. Yeah. I mean, oh my God, the amount of people just crapping on like him as a player. <laughs> right. At this point, saying like he should just retire, like no, he still averaged like sixteen points. Right. Like stop it. Right.
2: Just because he's right. not like hyper efficient doesn't mean he's a useless basketball player. Like
1: right, and he could be efficient here. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think he's gonna. I, I have. I'm optimistic about this working out. I think there are gonna be some struggles at first, maybe, but I I think he will yeah. provide, especially during the regular season he'll provide some serious value. During the playoffs, we could talk about that later because teams will target him so relentlessly on defense. But in the regular season, when James Harden's having an off night, when Chris Paul is having an off night, having a Carmelo Anthony who can go off for 20, 25, even 30 points on a given night, he's going to steal some games for them.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. And then people are going to be all, oh, Melo is back, and most of us are just going to be, oh, shut up. Right, right. Yeah, yeah.
2: All right. Los Angeles Clippers, 35.5.
1: Oh. Oh, that's tough. I mean, they're in a great rebuilding position, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are primed to win a lot of games right now. Mm -hmm. I love Tobias Harris, Mm -hmm. who should have like a career year. Lou Williams is still good, but both guys are not... Active defenders. Mm-hmm. Montressel Har- 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 Harrell is there on a good deal. Energy player coming off the bench, maybe even starting. Got some nice rookies there, but I'm not sure whether they're NBA ready yet. Oh, that's a good one. Can I could just call it a push? Yeah. And go like, yeah, a, around 50 or 35-36 wins. Yeah, that's
2: fair. I, I'm yeah. leaning slightly over just because, yeah. I mean, I, I like i like their depth and i like their starting five i know gallinari is bound to get hurt at some point which i think will put this closer to where they end up being like i think Mm -hmm. they have the talent of a 40 plus win team i think gallinari will get hurt and then they're gonna have to rely on the likes of luke mbaamute and west johnson and then you don't feel as good about them but like Right. But Patrick Beverly, Avery Bradley, Gallinari, Harris, Marcin Gortat starting five is not half bad. And then you got Lou Williams off the bench. You have Harold as you mentioned. You have Boban, the cheat code Boban who like comes in and has a PER of like 27 even though he plays 8 minutes a game. You've got the rookies. You know, I I'm optimistic about this team. I think uh, Yeah, I get it. As you said, they're in a great rebuilding position. They could; It's feasible that they carve out two max contract spaces for next year. So what we see now, I mean, Steve Ballmer has said he doesn't want to tank. He thinks it doesn't send a good message to free agents. So they're going to compete this year. I don't think they do a fire sale at any point this year, even though they've got a couple guys who are on expiring contracts, most notably Tobias Harris. I think they give it their all. I mean, Harris and Beverly are both in contract years. Uh, Bradley, I believe, only like $2 million or something of his contract is guaranteed after this year. So he's also, a, and Gortat's in a contract year too. So a lot of these guys have a lot to play for. I think, you know, I lean toward, I definitely pick the over here. And I think they finish closer to 40 wins than they do 35.
1: I think it's optimistic, but I, I, I can't fault your reasoning. I can't fault your reasoning. And Marjanovic, the the point about him is actually pretty decent. When you look at his numbers and giving that this team is probably going to play him a little bit more this season. Mm-hmm. Woof.
2: Yeah. He's- I mean, that's
1: that's production right there. That Whenever that guy's on the court, he produces. Right.
2: Yeah, and he really genuinely might get more minutes this year. Please, God, give him more minutes. Like, you're probably not going to make the playoffs. That's right. pure entertainment. And he needs he needs to boost the profile of John Wick 3 before his starring role in that.
1: Oh, I'm looking so <laughs> much forward to that. <laughs> Me
2: too. What a dream. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers are at
1: 48.5. Oh, God.
2: Yeah, this is a tricky one.
1: I mean, LeBron in and of itself is like 40. Right. <laughs> just because of his, his presence, they're going to crack 40. Right. Um, I, I think it really comes down to is that bench and, and, and that <laughs> this, that's a weird supporting cast. Mm-hmm. If, if Is that going to rise to the occasion or are they, or are they just going to implode completely? <laughs> right. Right? That's really the the crux of it. Right. I, 48 and a half. I, I kind of feel that's a good area. Yeah. It might might even be a little bit lower, but could also theoretically be just a little bit higher if if Rondo comes in and and is actually productive. Mm-hmm. I am think I'm going with the slightly over, forty nine
2: fifty. I went the under here, and I think we spoke about this an episode or two ago. Just the history of LeBron James after he switches teams. There is often a big transition period in which the club plays 500 ball for a decent part of the year. I think we're going to see the same thing here because unlike when he went to Miami and teamed with D-Wade and Chris Bosh or when he went back to Cleveland and had Kyrie and Kevin Love, he doesn't have a supporting superstar this time. So if he doesn't give his all every night, they're going to lose. I mean... Ingram and Ball could eventually become that, but they aren't there yet. Um, right. They're gonna get every. They're gonna get teams like more. I don't want to say like th- their best effort because it's still, you know, they're not the Warriors. But like teams are gonna be more focused on beating them if that makes sense. Because LeBron, right? Like yeah. they're not gonna go into that game thinking, oh, they're the Lakers. They've got a bunch of young kids. They're a pushover. We don't have to like study film we can just you know walk in and beat them like right because lebron is there they know they're actually gonna have to give a shit and lonzo right so
1: for different reasons
2: <laughs> right right so i think they're gonna command more respect from opponents um and, and you're right like kyle kuzma talked to i think it was om young mizuk of uh, espn yesterday and said like people are sleeping on us underrating us blah 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 it's possible like I, you know, there there is a world in which this like misfit cast does come together, and the young guys take a big step forward. Kuzma, Ball, Hart, Ingram, Rondo, and Beasley, and Lance Stevenson, you know, all play good defense. Rondo hits people with good passes. Beasley and Stevenson improve as three point shooters, along with KCP. It's totally possible they crack 50 wins, but I just think given how much overhaul they had, it's going to take this team a while to develop chemistry. So I think they're going to... It's The early part of the season is going to be a slog for them. And then again, it just comes back to the Western Conference. Like There are no nights off in the Western Conference anymore, unless you're playing the Kings or the Suns. But aside from that, every team can put up a good fight. So I think, you know... 46 47 feels more likely to me than 49 or
1: 50 you know what's crazy if you take away like the head case component of these players
2: mm-hmm.
1: like you have extremely skilled extremely talented players yeah like beastly is an out of the world talent right javel mcgee out of this world talent rashawn rondo is probably one of the most intelligent players we've ever had in the nba yeah. and i mean that Completely legitimately. No, right. So when you look at it from a talent slash skill perspective, this should be a sixty-win team. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at it from that lens solely. But given mm-hmm. <laughs> given just how how nutty these guys are, right. some of them, Land Stevenson especially, yep. like you just automatically detract like a handful of games at least, like at the very least, because you just know, well, sometimes they're just gonna muck it up. Right. Like th- that's that's just what these guys do, and the question it comes down to is how much are these guys going to muck
2: Right, right. Like
1: because that's going to affect the entirety of this se- uh, this season for them.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, like. I mean, I I I have them over, but I could also see a scenario where you're absolutely right.
2: Yeah,
1: and they and they go under. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I, I don't feel particularly strongly about this line either way. This next line... How many
1: do we actually feel confident about, though? So
2: far, Houston. And then this next line I feel pretty right. strongly about. The Memphis Grizzlies are 34.5. Oh, yeah. I'm way over here.
1: I don't know how... I'm, I'm not way over, but I'm over. I mean, I'm not going, like, 50. No, 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 no. no. But, okay. but, like, 40, 42? Yeah. I could I could talk myself into that. I will say this. I wouldn't be surprised if they're... I, they should be over but i wouldn't be surprised if they they end up like just over like 36 37 that's fair
2: uh, here's the basis for my reasoning before like last mm. season was a total shit show disaster whatever oh yeah. i don't feel good about jb bickerstaff i'll say that much but before mm-hmm. last season they had 40 or more wins in each of the past 8 seasons and i know they don't have zebo they don't have tony allen anymore But they made a couple like good under the radar, or like sort of under the radar pickups, like Kyle Anderson.
1: Oh, they had a good summer. Yeah, like we can say that they had a good
2: summer. Garrett Temple, Jaron Jackson Mm -hmm. Jr. is ready to make an impact right away. He's not going to be like a thirty-five minute a game guy, but like he twenty, yeah, but he can make an impact in those twenty minutes. I think. Oh yeah. As long this is all dependent on Mike Conley because we still don't know whether he's healthy and if he's not everything I say goes out the window but mm-hmm. if he comes back healthy he's a good player Marcus is a good player I think Marcus All will not be as much of a malcontent if Mike Conley's there and they actually have real talent around them and they won't have to rely on Chandler Parsons like that dream is dead which is good I I mean I I, I you're right I don't think they win 50 games I don't think they win 45 I think they're thirty eight, thirty nine, somewhere around there.
1: Did they re-sign Marshawn Brooks?
2: Uh I don't remember. I don't think so.
1: Maybe. I, I know it was I know it was very small volume. Yeah. But like he came in and provided a very necessary scoring punch. And if that's the one thing that's really been missing in Memphis, like you saw it with Tyreek Evans as well. Like Memphis has always needed this. This third scoring guy, like there is an opening in Memphis for someone, a perimeter player preferably, mm-hmm. to come in and put up good numbers. And if neither Tyreek Evans, who is with Indiana right now, and if Marshawn Brooks isn't returning and playing, you know, I'm not saying he's going to average 20 over a full season, but he could average like 12 or 13. Like, who's that guy going to be?
2: So it looks like Marshawn Brooks actually signed a multi year deal with Memphis at the end of last year. So he is signed it was like fifty one thousand dollars at the end of last year, but he's earning one point six million this year, so he is on oh, the Oh
1: it was a multi year. Yeah. Okay, not bad.
2: Yeah. I was like I didn't All right. I didn't remember hearing his name this summer, but that explains why. So yeah.
1: I didn't as well. Yep, yeah, you're right. Signed a two year minimum salary contract Heck. on April sixth. That's my fault. Yeah. I thought he was a free agent for some reason. Okay. That that definitely changes things because they need offense. Right. Well they, they they just need offense. They
2: also have Dylan Brooks, who I know like isn't the most exciting guy, but he was good. Yeah, he can score. I mean, like Ty- they're going to miss Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans was their best player last year. That was a big loss for them, but I think the combination of Temple, Anderson, Jaron Jackson, they got Caspi as well. I think all of those guys will help to mitigate that loss and then again just getting my conley back is huge so yeah i feel pretty maybe even
1: kobe simmons as well who's on a two-way deal he's actually pretty fluid
2: and they got sheldon mack too is that right
1: oh yeah orlando magic assist leader sheldon
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh boy Can't wait till we get to the Orlando line next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Get to
0: Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back to school styles for kids and baby. Get flip flops for two bucks, graphic tees for four bucks, shorts for $6 and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids styles at kid size prices. Just two, four, six and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance.
2: Alright, Minnesota Timberwolves. I think this one's really interesting.
1: 44.5. Oh, that just seems like right there.
2: Uh, it. I mean, it, it's tempting to say the over there, but because they, they won 47 last year, and Jimmy Butler missed like, what, 20 plus games?
1: Uh, yeah, 23 I want to say?
2: Yeah. So, yeah, 23. I mean, Wiggins... And
1: Jeff Teague missed 12. Yeah,
2: Wiggins, Townsend, and Gibson played every game. They lost Jamal... Well, Jamal Crawford still hasn't signed anywhere this summer, but they don't have him. Um, Right. I mean, they brought back pretty much everyone else. Like, on paper, this should be a clear over, and yet I'm taking the under.
1: Yeah, you're thinking, like, the chemistry issues?
2: (laughs) I think this team implodes by mid-January. Yeah,
1: I would not be surprised at that at all. Um, Jimmy doesn't really like it there, does he?
2: It sure doesn't seem that way.
1: Oh, well, I, that was that was worded wrongly. Like, he doesn't like playing with Wiggins and Towns there. Right. I, I don't think he has a problem with the destination. Right, I don't right. think he has a problem with playing with Tibbs. I think he's looking at those two guys and just going, I, I can't go through this right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean the amount of leaks even dating back to before the playoffs we you know there were there were some rumblings coming out especially from darren wolfson who worked for 1500 espn where he was just saying like behind the scenes you would think you know the timberwolves just snapped this long playoff drought everything should be honky dory it's uh-huh. very much not and then like <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. over the summer we've seen a couple things they're just like jimmy hates carl Jimmy hates wagons. Carl hates Jimmy. Like, it seems like... If those. Th- that's the
1: best children's book ever. <laughs>
2: right. right, I think that's like a math problem. If Jimmy hates Carl and yeah. <laughs> Jimmy hates Andrew, <laughs> which of the following is true? Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, talent-wise, they should be way over this line, but it just feels like...
1: Wait, wait, wait. I'm- should they, though? I mean... Should they, though? If they got over 47
2: last... Or they were 47 last year...
1: That, I get that. And,
2: like, it's Tibbs, so he's not going to learn his goddamn lesson, and he's going to play all of these dudes 38 I minutes agree. a game. I mean...
1: But outs, but outside of Jimmy and Carl, like, when you look at that roster, like, there's a significant step down from those two.
2: Yeah. And, and I mean, it's maybe unfair to say this about Towns, but... He hasn't taken the step forward on defense that you would hope he would.
1: You you're damn Skippy.
2: So, I don't want to say he's like not he doesn't contribute to wins because that's not true. I mean he's you know he, he's not putting up totally empty numbers, but right. <laughs> it it does, and he's their best shooter. Right, <laughs> right. That doesn't help either. It's, I mean, like Teague is good, Gibson is good. They they're deserving starters. Yeah, and Wiggins. Picks up numbers, albeit inefficiently. Like
1: right, but those three are in the same type of category, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I know people would be inclined to go, oh, but Wiggins is far ahead above, you know, Taj and 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 Jeff. No, but no no, 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 is he though? No. no, right? I mean, I'm just looking at that roster. I'm not seeing like the star power that we thought this team would turn into mm-hmm. because we we all like anticipated Wiggins would be so much better. We kind of had him packed as an automatic third star. Right. I don't know. I just, I, I get what you're saying, but I'm also seeing a lot of this. Like, oh, but Minnesota has so much talent. I'm just like, where? Mm, yeah. I, I don't think I see it to the same extent.
2: Well, and I mean, they have Tyus Jones, who's actually good, but he's never going to play because they brought back Derek Well, he is now.
1: Why? He is now. T- no Jamal Crawford. Oh,
2: yeah. That's still. He's too young. Tibbs isn't going to play him.
1: Oh, uh, Derrick Rose <laughs> is going to play the two. Yeah,
2: exactly. I like they have...
1: No, no, but that's going to open up for ties. They
2: have those two rookies I like as well, but those guys are also never going to play. It's going to be Anthony Tolliver and Derrick Rose, and it's going to be a seven-man rotation.
1: Oh,
2: (laughs) God, you're right. (laughs) Uh, All right, uh, New Orleans Pelicans, 45.5.
1: I love their front court. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love their front court, and on paper I think they could be one of the best in the league. Mm anthony davis when fully healthy is just a madman yep i'm gonna go with the over Ooh. but just slightly
2: i went the under here
1: yeah you did i saw i was kind of i mean it would have to be like a marginal yeah. change right yeah. you're not gonna okay yeah
2: i just don't have faith that anthony davis is gonna stay healthy and if he doesn't stay healthy,
1: oh, don't do it! Don't, don't, don't go that I don't route. Come on, it he's, he to just it but like, he's had two healthy seasons. Don't jinx it. No,
2: but then the previous four, he missed at least fourteen games <sighs> each season. Shut up, Brian. <laughs> I mean, look, I hope he stays healthy. He just he picks up a lot of bumps and bruises along the way, and if he goes yeah, down, they're fucked.
1: Yeah, but but let's just let's keep it positive. Like let's keep a positive what? vibe here because he's played 150 games over the past two, uh, you know, in total over the past two seasons. Let's. I get it. Mm-hmm. I hear you. But that's. I, I would hate for him to go down and then look back at this podcast and go, "Oh yeah, my co-host <laughs> is responsible for that."
2: <laughs> I brought that bad juju into this world.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, I know, I know. I mean, if he stays healthy, they go over. I think. If he plays 75 games again, they go over. But I'm just not sure. And
1: if Nico plays the way that he did, like he did with Chicago last year, oh, good Lord. Yep.
2: Yeah. And then, like, I'm with you. Randall's great. Okafor is whatever. But, like, they aren't going to need to rely on Mm -hmm. him. He's just a – Drew is amazing. Yeah. Drew's really good. Their wing depth still sucks. I think Rondo's a big loss for them.
1: Yeah, I don't really have that much of a problem with their wing anymore, given that Holiday is going to play the two,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and one Morris is perfectly fine. Yeah, he was starting full time last season. That's debatable, but like he's a perfectly fine rotation player at the two, even at the type of the one and the three. Like he's a weird six four guy. Yeah, he can sort of play three positions. I think he's going to have um, to play the three. He he is he is, and here's the thing: like at what point? is Solomon Hill going to redeem himself just a little bit? Is he? I mean, for his sake and for everyone's sake, I sure sure (laughs) hope so. I mean,
2: that's... It's the wings for me. It's Anthony Davis Mm -hmm. himself. And and then, like, Rondo, again, going from Rondo to Alfred Payton is a significant downgrade.
1: It is. It is. as you said, Rondo is a
2: really intelligent player. It's not... You know, he's a terrible shooter, but, like... Alfred Payton is just Rondo without the basketball IQ.
1: I think that's a perfectly accurate description, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. I, I don't feel good about picking the under here. I totally could see a world in which they go over, but mm-hmm. I lean like 44, 45 wins for them instead of, you know, they hit, you they don't... hit 48 last year. So, yeah, I'm probably wrong here, but I this is just like the nervous Nelly in me.
1: The Pelicans are one of those teams that really need to hit on a two-way player, mm-hmm. or find some find like a diamond in the rough in the G League. Yeah, like they're that team. If they find a good wing in the G League who can you know transform his NBA into his game into like NBA level, yep. boom, they're right there. That changes the entire roster.
2: Yeah, I'm totally with you. Oklahoma City Thunder, fifty point five.
1: Yeah, you probably have them at the over, 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 <laughs> over. Yeah, I'm not. I, I think. Not that high. Yeah. No. Okay. I I think that's fair. A Fifty wins. I could see it. I could also see it going a little bit less. Mm-hmm. I'm probably taking the under, but not like much. Like forty-eight, forty-nine. Yeah,
2: they had forty-eight last year. So, you know, that's a yeah. Yeah, I I take the slight over here. For, and we've talked about... Oh, okay, slight. Yeah, oh, I like that. We, we've yeah. talked about these guys enough, I feel like. It's just, yeah. it's the defense. I think the defense is just going to be so goddamn good. If if Roberson's back healthy, swapping out Anthony for Jeremy Grant and Patrick Patterson, having mm-hmm. New off the bench as your backup center, yes, I worry about the offense. They don't have many great shooting options, especially. But I think subbing out again, subbing out mellow on offense for lower usage guys. There's less of an issue of division of touches between Westbrook and George. They're not like as worried about stepping on each other's toes. And with George signed long term, Westbrook doesn't have to like, you know, play a certain way to like as a recruiting mission to like keep George in town. Now it can just be like full YOLO Westbrook again, which
1: Well he didn't have to do that the year before. Let's just face facts. This guy's gonna change Chase uh, triple double stat lines right, again. Right, yeah. I mean, I don't think he changes. No, he's going to be thirty.
2: Yeah, I no, I don't either. I think right. I think he's going to chase his triple double. I think Paul George is going to be better in his second season. I I would assume. Um, and that yeah, I mean, I think I just really like the defensive composition of this roster, and I think it's going to carry them to a lot of wins that they otherwise wouldn't have gotten last year.
1: I mean, I get the whole defense angle. We've, like you said, we've talked about this before. It all comes down to what type of Russ are we getting? Yeah. For me, mm-hmm. I, he's just such a weird component to this whole mix. Yeah. And such a crucial opponent uh, component as well. Mm-hmm. Like if he just goes in with his own mindset, like nothing good is going to come out of it. <laughs>
2: right, and to a lesser extent, that's true of Schroeder as well.
1: Oh yeah, right. Like if he becomes like a locker room nightmare,
2: or or just like mini Russ and like
1: <laughs> right, just chucks yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I this team to me is just. I I agree with you on the defense. Like that should be their one staple. Mm-hmm. But their offense, I feel, is is going to swing wildly. Yeah.
2: Oh, it totally is.
1: And I'm just questioning how much consistency you can get out of that.
2: That's it's totally fair. A, I... The
1: name of the game is still outscoring their opponents. <laughs> right,
2: right. I, I mean, I think that is a fair concern. Yeah. The Phoenix Suns,
1: 28.5. Mm. I mean, on the surface, the, the, the immediate reaction is a little bit under. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we've we've actually been one of the few people who gone on to rave about Devin Booker.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: And I still love DeAndre Ayton. Yep. They got Mikael Br- Bridges. Mm-hmm. Uh, They tr- they gave up a little bit too much for him, <laughs> but they got him. Right. He's NBA ready. Yep. They have Trevor Risa. Josh Jackson is going to be in his second season. So when you really dig into it and you think about it and you look at the improvements Devin Booker has had year to year, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they cracked Ferdy.
2: I took the under here. Because they're in the West? Because they're in the West, and because rookie big men tend to struggle, especially ones who are not known for defense. I think their offense is going to be better, significantly better Mm -hmm. than it was last year. I have no faith in their defense.
1: Well, they didn't have any defense last year either. I know.
2: They finished with 21 wins.
1: I know, but I mean, (laughs) when you look at the production that they got from their bigs, in particular, Dragon Bender and Marquise Chris, like Aiden should be an immediate upgrade.
2: Yeah. Offensively,
1: at least. Right. Uh, I mean, and, and on the glass. Let, let's not forget the rebounding aspect.
2: That's true. But
1: This guy could come in and average 15 and 11 right off the bat, if not more. Yeah,
2: I think he's going to. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, Okafor had 17 and 7 his rookie year. I think eight. Oh, yeah. Aiden puts up at least that, if not better.
1: Yeah, I would agree.
2: So, I agree. And, like, yeah, you said it. They they definitely... They have a nice, like, collection of young talent. I'm very high on them long-term. It's just I think it's going to take a season for them to figure everything out. So, maybe... Like, I could see maybe they pile up wins toward the end of the year when teams are, like, starting to rest for the playoffs or teams are starting to tank. And, like, maybe they squeak over the 28.5 and get to 30. But... Mm-hmm. I think they're pretty clearly the second worst team in the West. And I think they're going to get pounded more nights than
1: not. Even if that's true, I would say this. They're going to be immensely entertaining. Oh, yeah. Especially if Rashawn Holmes gets minutes and Elio Kobo gets minutes. Yep. Because, I mean, people who haven't watched him, you're going to love him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's really entertaining. Yep. I think they could make a lot of noise when it comes to, like highlight place and and just being fun to watch like one of those really up-and-coming young squats you gotta have an eye out for
2: yeah i haven't done my league pass rankings yet but i can guarantee they'll be in my top 10 at least
1: oh yeah for sure yeah. for sure
0: clearance
2: you know a team that will not be in my top 10 is the portland Blazers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were at...
1: oh i yeah i i'm i'm not i'm not with you on that right one as i have talked about last time uh, yeah.
2: but their over under is
1: 41.5 yeah over yeah
2: that seems really <laughs> low right
1: it does i mean that's one of the certainties for me yeah. i mean that that goes over me too like it's still damon cj come on now right
2: they won 49 last year and, like, right. yeah, they lost Shabazz Napier and Ed Davis, but...
1: They got better overall.
2: If if nothing else, they didn't lose eight wins worth of talent.
1: Agree, but I still think they got better overall. Yeah. I mean, maybe not for the immediate future, but right, they, right. they cleared up minutes for, minutes for Zach Collins, who I think is going to be good this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think the loss of Ed Davis... I th- yeah, well... They'll feel it, but I don't think it's as substantial as people make it out to be.
2: That's fair, because Zach Collins is going to take a step forward. Right.
1: And and Caleb Swattingen. Yeah. I think you have two bigs who can come in and replace a lot of the things that he did, at at least offensively. Defensively, Davis will always be better than those two, I feel. Mm -hmm. But he was not a shooter, for example. Zach Collins will come in and shoot immediately. Yep, Swattingen can hit a three as well. They can rebound. Like, they can replace a lot of that.
2: Yeah. And then adding Seth Curry.
1: <laughs> Seth Curry. <laughs> our, Gary Trend.
2: podcast, Baby Boy Seth Curry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think they still... I don't think I'm going to pick them to make the playoffs this year. It's because my, my annual tradition of underrating the Blazers is going to continue. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I, I still think they win at least, like, 43-44. Oh, yeah. 40, yeah, 41.5 just seemed really low to me. Um, mm-hmm. The Sacramento Kings come in at 25.5. <laughs> that was my reaction that's
1: to that. That's actually difficult. That's really difficult. I mean, that it, it really hinges on uh, Marvin Bagley. I feel. If he's going to put up really absurd numbers, and I kind of feel he has the, the game... And the opportunity to do so in Sacramento because who else is going to do it? Mm -hmm. Like, they could get a fairly balanced offensive production out of both their wings and their bigs Mm -hmm. to the point where they will win weird games.
2: I mean, they won. But it's still the Kings. They won 27 last year. Right. That's where I'm starting from when I'm thinking about this line.
1: Well, they, they did get better just by internal improvements right. and getting a, a... Right. And De'Aaron Fox should be better. Mm-hmm. It's still the Kings,
2: though. <laughs> I know. That's the problem. Like, logically, this should be an over. But right. Kings, that is the problem. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But, okay, you know, they got Nemanja Bialikian Biel- uh-huh. and Yogi Farrell. Yep. They are somewhat experienced. Yep. And if they close games, they should be able to maybe squeeze out a few more. All right, I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to be optimistic for a change in regards to Sacramento. But just hear this now. I won't be a bit surprised if they end up with like 19.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, they don't own their pick this year. So they have no incentive to tank.
1: I know. And I still wouldn't (laughs) be
2: surprised. I mean, it's totally possible. They have Harry Giles coming back. Or, like, making his debut,
1: I guess. Making his... Right. I'm, they have Justin Jackson coming back, mm-hmm. who is... <laughs> who did not exactly have the greatest of seasons. Right.
2: Bogdan Bogdanovich is gonna... T- I mean, he is who he is, but he's good.
1: Uh, he's good. Yeah.
2: A- and as you said, Fox is going into his second season. Like, all of their young things, Collie Stein, scowl are all a year older. Um,
1: Stephen Curry at the two. <laughs>
2: Right. Yep, Buddy Heald. I mean, he yep. he's young. He improved last year. Like I don't think I, I mean, I I think that it's between the Kings and the Suns for the worst team in the West, but it wouldn't totally shock me if the Kings won 31, 32 games. Like they were at they won 32 the previous season, 33 the year before that. Like they've they've finished between 27 and 33 in each of the past 6 years.
1: I'm looking at that roster right now, and it just looks so bad.
2: <laughs> right. I mean, I've been saying throughout <laughs> this episode, like, they're in the West, so they're going to get pounded. Like, that That very yeah. much applies to the Kings, too. But unlike the Lakers with LeBron, I think teams are going to look at the Kings and you know just see it as basically a schedule win for them. So I think they're going to, like... I, I think the Kings have the type of young talent that can come out and surprise an opponent. Like, a team will write them off as just a pushover, and then they'll come out Mm -hmm. and actually put up more of a fight. But, yeah, you're relying on a bunch of young guys. You're probably going to get beat up a lot of nights. I I think they just feast toward the end of the year while teams are tanking and resting, and they get over the 25-win mark at that point. Yeah, they
1: pick up a lot? Yeah. Okay. I could see that being of the case. I will say that. But I'm I'm just not optimistic about anything regarding
2: this team. (laughs) Not at all. Neither am I. Uh San Antonio Spurs 43.5 over I don't understand that line at all.
1: No, 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 over. I don't I, th- I mean I'm always sure Vegas didn't make a type type Right.
2: Like they won 47 last year and Kawhi Leonard yeah. played 9 games. Right. Now you're adding DeMar DeRozan, Demar Derozan and Jakob Purtle. I know. I mean, they also lost Danny Green. They lost Tony Parker. They lost Kyle Anderson. We still don't know about Manu, right?
1: We don't know about Manu yet, but I mean, even if he, even if we assume that he's not going to return, mm-hmm. they should still beat out that line.
2: I would think so. I mean, <sighs> yeah. Like,
1: I mean, look, it's Demar Derozan. It's because people are sleeping on Demar.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: Like, they've always slipped under mark.
2: Yeah. And they also added Bellinelli, who's a terrible defender, but he's a good shooter and hits these, like, absurd... He'll win
1: you three games at the very least. Right.
2: Like, he'll, he'll just get hot one night and hit, like, five threes in a row. And that wins yeah. you a game.
1: That's what he does. Yeah. Like, he has these games where in the fourth quarter, he, he can be over 8, and he'll just get hot. Mm-hmm. And he'll take you home.
2: Yep. And LaMarcus well, Aldridge was very good last year. There's no reason to expect that will change this year. Like, he and Pop had his little heart-to-heart. They figured out how best to use him.
1: He re-signed. Yeah,
2: right. Exactly. I mean, who saw that coming? Yeah, so, like... Right. I mean...
1: Deontay Murray is going to get better.
2: This team is going to be very low in my league pass rankings just because they're going to set basketball back about 40 years with all of their mid-range shots and very few three-pointers. But... It's I mean, as long as Greg Popovich is coming back and we've heard nothing to indicate otherwise, like they're gonna win fifty games again. It's just what the Spurs do.
1: Yeah. Yep. And Lonnie Walker, yeah. I wouldn't sleep on him even in the first year.
2: Yeah. Well, especially if Manu doesn't come back. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Bryn Forbes also, like, take note. This dude is good.
2: As is Davis Bertans.
1: He is. Right. And and Rudy Gay. Like, he came off the Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like he's bound to have some sort of bounce back season. Not that he'll come back and average, like, the 20 points that he used to. Right. But I wouldn't be surprised if he come, came back and just played efficient basketball. Yeah. Shot the ball well, rebounded at a higher level. Like, when he was engaged, he was actually a pretty good defender. Mm-hmm. People just crapped on him because he wasn't consistent, which is fair. Like, you should grab on someone for not being consistent. But when he was on, he was an impactful defender. If he can regain that somewhat. And again, it also takes about a year to learn the system in San Antonio. Like, right. Richard Jefferson has been on record for saying that so many times. Mm-hmm. I just think Rody is not entirely done.
2: Yeah. I mean, on a per-minute basis last year, he averaged 19.2 points and 8.5 rebounds. Or per 36-minute basis, I should say. Like, he played well. He just played limited minutes. Right. And, like, Tony Parker did not play very well last year. I know it 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 hurts for, you know, emotional ties make his departure hurt. But yeah, in terms of, like, on-court impact... That wasn't a gigantic a- loss for them.
1: Addition by subtraction. It's possible. I mean, look, I'm just gonna say it. No Spurs fan's gonna say that, but no. I mean,
2: <laughs> no, they will not.
1: If those minutes go to like a combination of Derek White and Lonnie Walker, mm-hmm. they'll have something they ha- haven't had with Tony in a long time, which is called athleticism. Or even Patty Mills. Or even Patty Mills. I should say with Derek White, not maybe not tremendous amounts of, of athleticism, but with Lonnie Walker, mm-hmm. especially. But yeah, no, Patty is Patty is good. Yeah, like Patty will give you like 12, 13 points I feel. Yeah, on good shooting.
2: Right. Yeah. He averaged ten in twenty five point seven minutes last year. I would assume his minutes will probably go up a little bit this year. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah,
2: and then yeah, as you said, like Demar Derozan. He doesn't get much love because of his playoff struggles and cuz he feasts on mid-range, but like he's a multi-time All-Star for a reason. This team is going to be mm-hmm. fine. To like of all the lines that we've gone over today, this I probably feel the most strongly about as the over. Yep,
1: me too. Me too.
2: So let's wrap things up then with the Utah Jazz at 48.5. Over. Me too.
1: Yep. So we were talking about you know defense mm-hmm. for in terms of OKC mm-hmm. and you had them at fifty plus, mm-hmm. like that defense is right there.
2: Yep, I mean probably even better.
1: Even better, yeah, likely. It's, it's and Gobert. it's Gobert, and I I think I think this is, this second year is also really going to showcase that Donovan Mitchell was a a good defender at Louisville yeah. and he has that part of his game. Mm-hmm he was just asked as a rookie to take 17 shots a game <laughs> right. that is going to affect your 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 defensive intensity yeah. um now he should be more accustomed to the league uh, joe ingles is increasingly getting better year by year both as a playmaker and a defender as a shooter as an overall scorer gobert i feel is going to have a, a bounce back year offensively mm-hmm. so if that all proves true Mitchell should be able to, to establish himself more so defensively while still maintaining attaining like an absurd scoring average.
2: Right. Yeah, here's what I like about Utah. They have a lot of versatility in their lineups. Because mm-hmm. you can go with... I mean, I'm assuming they're going to start favors and go bear as they have been. And those guys actually played well yep. together last year. But then they can also go small with Jay Crowder at the four. You can move Joe Ingles to the four. They have Thabo yep. If we're talking about defense as well, like they have a bunch of these like versatile wings that will prove yep. especially useful in the playoffs. Like against mm-hmm. a Golden State, Utah, I think is going to have the type of personnel to give them a real challenge. Exum as well. I mean, we saw what he did against James Harden in the playoffs last year. We just have to right. hope he stays healthy. Same goes for Alec Burks. I mean, if you're talking about scoring punch off the bench. Alec Burks is right there. Grayson Allen, I think it's gonna provide some sort of pop, just as a shooter. Yep. Like I, I like
1: and and, and as a defender, mm. like it's, he's he plays hard. I know he's not known as like a disruptive defender because he's white, but like he <laughs> maybe, yeah. but he gets in your face. Yeah. I mean that counts for something. He he frustrates the living hell out of you.
2: Right, and then he kicks you in the nuts.
1: That and trips you up, hardcore, (laughs) yeah. Right. But that aside, I mean, he's bringing a a mentality. Like, even if he isn't like the the most polished defender, he provides something on a psychological level that will help them.
2: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I I mean, this team, I think last year was like their their coming to Jesus moment about like we lost Gordon Hayward, can we still be competitive? They still won forty eight games. Now, this year, they realize, like, okay, we're fine. Donnie Mitchell's got us offensively. Gobert is the reigning defensive player of the year. Now it's time to step up. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I if They won 48 last year, and Gobert missed 26 games. I think that says it all. I think, as long I think it does. As long as he's healthy, they're going to be fine. Yep. All right, so that will do it for the Western Conference over-unders. We will have another episode in a couple days where we do this for the Eastern Conference, so keep an eye out on our Twitter feed at TheNBAPod. For that, you can also find our Twitter handles in our bio, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. We'd love any feedback. And we're now being hosted on the Almighty Baller Podcast Network, so check them out on Twitter at AlmightyCasts. Until next time. I'm Brian Teporek, and I was joined, as always, by Morton Jensen. Have a good one, Mort.
1: Well, it's raining, so I'm having a great one already.
0: clearance. clearance.